dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan, this is my co-host Heather Parry. And Rosie gives a bark. Nope. Nope. Okay. She does not bark on cue apparently. Because she's not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get out of my dog bed for less than £15,000. Neither she does. She's also managed to find the one bit where the sun is hitting her. Oh. She sort of moves around the flat depending on where the rays of sun are coming in. Smart. Like, puts her face right in it. No. She's looking really like sad and pathetic right now. <laughs> I don't know why. She's like, don't talk about that book. God. She gets this facial expression which is like, I don't know if it's just her breed of dog or what, but she like lies in her bed and sort of just gazes sadly into the distance, <laughs> which I always call my when will my husband get home from war face. <laughs> anyway. I'm talking about you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are we doing today? Homecoming queen. Oh. Right? That was certainly a thing that yeah. happened just then. Let's pretend it didn't. Which is by John Hall. Who are you, John Hall? I'm not into him. I feel like you can really tell this book's by a guy. <gasps> Have you got a hot take? No. No. I, I just, just, I just mm. feel like it's really... There's nothing about it. I just him. feel like there's some... I mean, I know a lot of point horrors are kind of sexist, but I feel like this one's particularly bad in what it thinks that girls think about and prioritise yeah I've read a lot of them yeah I'm not really into it yet uh, he's like shoehorned in some acknowledgements on the copyright page that's a weird place to put them we've noticed lately some of these point horrors have got acknowledgements or dedications which is, seems to be a new thing yeah <gasps> that's I, not his real name what's his name his real name is John Scognamolio <laughs> what'd you say Sconyamilio? <laughs> what the fuck did you say? Sconyamilio. Sconyamilio. I, I don't know, think you. If it's an Italian name, I don't think you would have a hard G. Sconyamilio. Oh <laughs> it's getting worse every time you do it. How do you say it? Sconyamilio. I don't even know if that's correct. Italian speakers, tell me. John Hall. I know. I can see why you're saying it is wrong though. <laughs> Sconyamilio. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Probably that you had to change it. Yeah. Um. Mm. Thanks once again to my good friend Jennifer Sawyer for listening while I plotted. Thanks also to my editor Anne for giving me a chance and asking me to write the story. So you've been profiting off the work of women, have you? Mm. Well. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So what are we doing, Kirsty? I'm pretty sure that his editor also profited. <laughs> off Maybe this. she did it for free. Maybe. So again, it's got my favourite point horror colour scheme. This have is we said a the very name homecoming queen. Okay. Remember, I sang it. Oh, yeah. And then you slag me off for it. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> it's got my favourite point horror colour scheme. It's a very common point yeah. horror colour scheme of green and red. Hmm. We've seen this on quite a few different ones. I like it personally. Um, so most of the cover is, I think, a very pretty sort of jade green. Yeah. And then Homecoming Queen is in like shiny red. And then I initially thought this was a printing error. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's actually meant to be like that. It's um, meant to be blood and water, is it? I think so, yeah, because we've got a... What do you call this? A scepter. Scepter? I was going to say scythe, but it's a definitely scythe. Not a scythe. A dueled scepter. 
which is sinking in water and it's got fairy lights wrapped around it and it's got a big dent in the side as if it's been hit on something hard. You've tried to get so much plot. And there's also <laughs> blood, which I thought was just that the, the font of Queen, the ink had bled, but I realise now it's meant to look that it had blood on the scepter. Yeah. Oh, it's so spiky at the end there. Also, why do all the books from this season match your um, colour scheme? Because that's my colour. Because I like green and blue, <laughs> and they're all green, and it goes well. Do we? Is this a good cover? I quite like it. It's a weird font. No, choice. I don't know. It really appeals to me. Like if I saw that in a bookshop, I would pick it up. Oh well, it did its job then, didn't it? Although, can we put it next to the diary? It's very How fucking similar. similar. They're so similar. So both of them are mostly green with a bit of red and show gold an object well. and gold and has an object that has been thrown into water. That's weird. And if you told me that they were fairy lights rather than weirdly bubbles. lit up air bubbles and the diary Because these reeds look like fairy lights as well. That's odd how yeah. similar they look. Anyway, it's maybe it's like. the same artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were written in a hurry. Do we have a tagline? She's drop dead gorgeous. I think that's quite good actually. It is, but it's absolutely stolen. From the movie Drop Dead, Dead Gorgeous. Well, so, but when was that movie? Let me find out. Good question. Oh, Kirsty Googles you, things. You whiffle waffle while I do that. <laughs> do this. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of a late in the day. UK 97. UK. US 96. <laughs> I reckon Drop Dead Gorgeous was kind of around the same time. Tap, tap, tap. We'll figure it out. Hello, Mr. Google. It is from 99. Oh, mm. everyone in Hollywood was ripping off Point Horror. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> None. <laughs> Why was that funny? I've so many actual jokes that just give get a stony stare from you <laughs> and I just spout some fucking bullshit and suddenly it's hilarious. Who knew? <laughs> no one. It's because the things that I find funniest in the world are just weird, random people <laughs> saying things wrong. It's just funny. Who yeah. knew? One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life that even thinking about it makes me laugh is in this Adam and Joe book from, I don't know, the 90s. And they have a whole thing where they've made up names of chocolate bars and they're <laughs> all really silly words. And I just crack the fuck up every time I read it. Even though it's really just silly noises, that's all it is. Silly noises, and I just think it's so funny. They, Adam and Joe are really good for sort of like pure, ridiculous comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to Adam Buxton's podcast, and he once in a while will have both um, Joe and Louis Theroux on because they were mates as kids. And he introduced one oh, of them as that cute video of them dancing to Groovies in the yeah. heart when they were like <laughs> 17. So it's so pure cute. and good. It's so cute. He describes one of them as the the Santa of banter and then they're like so what's the other one and they come up with the Easter Bunny of funny like, that's really good but if you were ever having a bad day google the episode of the Adam Buxton podcast where Louis Theroux sings um uh what's it called when you sing really high falsetto falsetto to yes sir I can boogie by Baccarat <laughs> it's the funniest thing I have ever heard and I listen to it kind of like maybe once every couple of weeks Aww. it's just so funny and he's He's so funny about it as well. He's like, the longer you do it, the better you feel. <laughs> Every time that I see or hear anything about Robert De Niro, I think about that song from the Adam and Joe show. His name is Barbie. Ooh. 
Bobby De Niro. No, you obviously don't know. I've never seen the show. Oh, it's so good. I remember when it was on Channel 4, like, late at night. Yeah, I I missed it for some reason. I think it's, like, maybe a couple of years out of my sort of perfect teen range, if you know what I mean. Um, But, yeah, I find him very funny now. I remember I was a bit too young to be watching it at the time, but I watched it anyway. (gasps) Adult Oh, my God. I mean, do you not remember watching Eurotrash when you were far (laughs) too young to be watching it? What? So many bouncing boobies and bouncing willies. American listeners, Google Eurotrash because you will not believe that it was on telly. I had to explain to my American... American slash Indian, as in she has Indian heritage but lives in America, aunt, what Eurovision was... Eurovision hell yeah Eurovision the Eurovision Song Contest it's only the greatest part of the year because I had to explain it to her and I suddenly thought how am I going to do this (laughs) how am I going to explain this in any way that makes sense singing competition but it's not really to do with Europe and also it's not really to do with the singing (laughs) and it's not really meant to be political but it very much is but also it's the gayest thing in the world it's like the literal campist expression of culture that we have but it's not really to do with but also weirdly Russia are in it (laughs) God, I love Eurovision. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're doing a book mm-hmm. by John Hall, and it's called Homecoming Queen. That's our introduction. To Thanks. <laughs> eight minutes in, we have said all that. We have, yes, and done the tagline and cover. Yes, we're not that bad. No, we who was it the other bad. day? The, um, one of our season four episodes. Um, I think it was Paul, our listener, just commented and was like, "Oh, wasn't quite ready for all this poo chat." <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why it was we from the first minute full as well. poo initially. Yeah, there will be no poo mentioned in this episode. Well, that'll be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Rosie, don't do anything we don't like. There's no poo in my notes. So Wait, that, let me check. Although that means nothing. I don't think there's any poo in mine. There is roller skating though. Is that a uh, link it in could... your mind? <laughs> What like, no, we're not even go- we're not going into it. Not doing any poo on this one. I don't think. No, no, no. Okay, let's do no poo and no um, nothing. You don't mention where it's your like vagina. Smutty comments. Yeah, no vaginas, <laughs> no poo. Nothing that is covered by your underpants will be mentioned in oh, this episode. Okay. What a challenge! <laughs> don't look at me. It's been you of late. You bring in all the poo and vagina content. Yeah, just in a bag. Just coming with my Tesco bag. What's in the bag? Oh, oh. wait till you see. <laughs> we probably should talk about the actual book at some point. So, Melissa Brady has... Yes, Heather? A secret. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Brady is a whole new woman. My God. Now, which book is this ripping off that's not Drop Dead Gorgeous? I don't know. From that, you did, from the minute that happened, I was like, she's all that, come on. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a mashup. Uh, because Melissa Brady's not literally a whole new woman. She mm-hmm. has got contacts, removed her braces. Oh, this old chestnut. Got a tan and lost five pounds. And her friends. Also, tend- five pounds is fuck all. Uh, you could. You must have been pretty thin initially. Can't say poo. Oh, <laughs> oh no, so soon. <laughs> You we could can't sneeze help out it. five can't help it. pounds. <laughs> you could pick some food out of your teeth, and that's five pounds. I think gone I right eat there. five pounds worth of food. <laughs> like, that is so little weight. Yeah, surely she must have been very thin initially for the loss of five pounds to be noticeable. That's like yeah, because that's not much at all. And if so, why is it such a big deal that she's lost five? Anyway, yeah. so her friends though, Kirsty. Izzy and Celeste can barely even tell us her. Was it like that other one where she lost a bit of weight and took her glasses off and her best like, mate literally <laughs> didn't recognise her? Who are you? We've wait, never wait met. Take my glasses off. 
Where's Kirsty gone? <laughs> and who are you? Look, it's me. No, it was me all along. <laughs> Can you not recognise me because I've not dyed my hair in like six weeks? I did, I've got a bit of grey. I did wonder why you sent your sister, who looks kind of like you, but not exactly. Kay Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alarmingly, I do look more and more like my mum. I've become ridiculously like my mum lately. Yeah? I even do like, Annie's pointed out that I do like little facial expressions and little gestures and stuff that are in my mum. Hmm worrying but well, she's pretty cool though everyone becomes their mum eventually no I, I oh god we just look so similar me and my mum because she looks like my age and i look a bit older oh <laughs> i look haggard by time well, whatever face cream she's using i want it i did ask mm. yeah uh so izzy and celeste can barely tell it's her oh my god um but it is spoiler <laughs> but she feels like a whole new woman so but it is as if there was a question <laughs> Well, you never know. It's point horror. That's true. In Twins, it wasn't her. It wasn't her. See? It was Mary Lou. What was her name? And in The Babysitter 4, Mary Ellen. there weren't two twins. There was one. Oh, yeah. Just to confirm, All this right, is actually her. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. But Hot Jock Seth Powell notices her for the first time. Hot Jock sounds pooey to me. Hot Jock Oh, Seth. I did a Hot Jock. Hot Jock. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. That's anyway. horrible. Is it? Hot jokes. It's like a hot pocket. <sighs> yeah. I don't think hot pockets are meant to be disgusting. Although, actually, the thought of your pocket being hot is disgusting. <laughs> Especially if it's full of If you poo. put your hand in your pocket and it was unexpectedly hot, you'd be like, like Ugh, Ugh. what's in there? It's wet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Putting your hand inside anything that's like unexpectedly damp is uh, Fuck, that's horrible. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not even... Three and a half minutes later, Fucking and we've already done it twice. Fucking so hard. Hot jock Seth Powell <laughs> notices her as if she's never existed before. Hmm. Hmm. So a moron. Yeah, he's both shallow and a twat. Oh, that is so sexy. <laughs> yeah. I can't I wait to go out with him. Hot jock. <laughs> what? That's everything I love in a man. He's a jock. He's dumb and he's shallow. And he's into sports ball. Great. <laughs> <laughs> everything I need well he has a girlfriend so he shouldn't be Somehow. really looking otherwise it's <laughs> alright because she's also a twat oh alright then uh, cheerleader Laurel Laurel uh, I can't hear that name without thinking of um, uh, what's the name she used to present uh, that show <laughs> this is great content Heather <laughs> Silla Black <coughs> why she used to say oh, about Laurel oh no I'm not going to do it. Laura, I just Laura. It's, how I, it's how I hear it in my head. I had not thought of that. Yeah, Laurel. I actually like the name Laurel. Laurel. I don't think it sounds that good in my accent, but well, I like it. Well, her best friend is called Betsy. That's, That's a cute name. Oh, really? I love it. If my name was Elizabeth, I wouldn't be Liz. I would be Betsy. Oh my God, it's Elizabeth. Who's Elizabeth? Betsy. <laughs> I didn't realise it was short. Did you not but... realise that? No. Oh, pal. Elizabeth is the most nicknameable name. You can get so existence. many names out of Elizabeth. Yeah. So many. Anyway, okay. So, Elizabeth and Laurel. I would be Betsy if I was Elizabeth. I think that's a really nice name. What would I be? I don't know. I, can't, I just can't imagine You'd be myself. Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> I wish I was Lizzo. Please. Don't we all? Laurel and Lizzo as well. Anyway, it's not her. It's Betsy. And they are the hottest girls in school. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then when Seth opens his fucking eyes for the first time and sees Melissa, who's been there all along, Laurel shoots her evils. Sweet. When when Seth smiles at her, is what I meant to say. I just feel like this is such bullshit. It is high school bullshit. Women the whole thing. 
who should have much better things to do arguing over some absolute basic moron man. If I properly fucking had a Barney at everyone that David smiled at, I wouldn't be able to get around my life because he's the friendliest man and loves the attention of middle-aged women. So I'd end up punching out some, like, 65-year-old and like, talking like, to my boyfriend. People talk to each other. People smile at each other. It doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to bang them. Maybe Mike Pence is right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever let those words come out of your mouth ever again, <laughs> even as a joke. And then we said we weren't going to talk shit. Oh! <laughs> so anyway, Laurel is, like, takes against Melissa and is like, Don't you smart my boyfriend? But Seth, blind Seth, um, says they've broken up. And he chats wow. with Melissa. Mm, and she's all like, oh my God. Uh, and then Laurel and Betsy come over to warn her off. It's not smart to go after another girl's boy. Back off. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like this is what John Leguizamo, whatever his name was. <laughs> I wish this was John Leguizamo. <laughs> this is what he thinks teenage girls care about. I just think it's some sexist bullshit. I feel like I've, a lot of the ones from this season have that conceit. Girls fighting over a basic I've guy literally never fought over a dude in fact when i was seven years old and moved school and uh got a boyfriend daniel johnson he not the daniel johnson i know a lot of okay them. never mind okay is this thing moving on mm-hmm. yeah okay um he had three girlfriends at the time me Lindsay, and louisa and we were all perfectly fine with it and we were all good friends you all just Went on four-way dates. We we went we sat at the round table. Oh, so we can all sit together. That's cute. Do you think he's got three wives now? No, he's got one uh, and a kid. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah, still good looking. Cool, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I we I don't have ever fought over a man. No, because if they don't want to be with you them. the most, then why you want to be with them? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Ridiculous. So, Westdale High. Hasn't had a homecoming, uh, homecoming hey. dance in 25 years. I just remembered that we did not look up what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, we were going to do that. Whatever we? that is. It's almost like we have other jobs to do, <laughs> real ones, <laughs> that aren't just us talking about poop. I mean, or I trying just, not to talk about poop. I had my nails done, so I could have been googling at that. Well, <laughs> so they haven't had whatever that is yep. in 25 years, um, but they're having one this year I'll, I'll look it up while you do this okay let me tell you what happened <clears throat> 25 years ago brenda sheldon was crowned westdale high's homecoming queen everyone knew she was going to be queen because everyone liked her and had voted for her she wore a white gown to the homecoming dance and when she was crowned she looked like a princess the dance lasted for hours and when it was finally over all brenda wanted to do was go home but her boyfriend jake corsey okay who was westdale's star quarterback Google quarterback. <laughs> wanted to party. <laughs> Who the fuck's a quarterback? It's a football man. It's a sports ball thing. Okay. Um, wanted to party a little longer with the rest of the homecoming court. <laughs> they convinced Brenda to drive out with them to Blue Willow Woods, telling her they wouldn't party without their queen, even though Brenda had a curfew and knew she had to be home by midnight. Blah, 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 blah. Started to rain. <laughs> the book actually just says blah, 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 blah. blah. The streets were slick and the road they took to Blue Willow Woods had lots of curves. The brakes on Jake's car weren't very good and needed to be replaced. He planned blah, blah, blah. Jake was driving too fast. He was speeding because he wanted to be the first to get to Blue Willow Woods. Stop saying Blue Willow Woods. You can just say the woods. He was also... Filling pages. Drinking. <gasps> oh, my God. The accident happened We're when... going into Christopher Pike moral message territory right now. Yep. In fact, there's not just that. There's actually a couple of bits in here. Um, 
The accident happened when Jake swerved around the first curve in the road. So essentially, uh, they got run over by a truck. Okay. No one was wearing a seatbelt, and everyone in the car died, including Brenda. And she was decapitated. Oh my god. <gasps> I mean, that's quite horrible. I really like the seatbelt comment, because it's like something my mum does. Like, for maybe 15 years, my mum would slip into almost every conversation about how bad smoking is. Oh, what do you want for breakfast? Not cigarettes. <laughs> Are you in for dinner? It's not cigarettes. <laughs> but I have never smoked. So oh. I'd be like 28 and she'd well, be like... it worked then, didn't it? She'd be like, well, you know, um, old Mrs. Um, Hangerstein, she's just died of lung cancer, smoking. And I'm like, I don't smoke! <laughs> you don't have to keep doing this. Well, it worked, didn't it? Well, did it? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> it clearly it worked. Smoking. Well, <laughs> right. So here we go. Homecoming is a tradition of welcoming back former students and members and celebrating an organisation's existence. Um, it's usually in late September or early October. So you were right. They do uh, welcome back alumni. To try and get money off them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have that apart from with universities. You don't have it with schools or colleges, do you? I think my uni did invite me back, but I didn't go. Did you go? No, but my... Uh, pff, they wouldn't have my address anymore. Oh, no. Um, Actually, I don't think mine do either. My dad gets quite a lot from his uni to try and get him to come back and give mm. them loads of money because they're it's quite a posh uni. Whatever, I've already done masses of woefully underpaid work for my old uni, so fuck off. <laughs> I, paid. Out of I paid my dues. <laughs> I want to go to your fucking school anyway. No. Um, I don't really have a lot of, like, pride in institutions, to be honest. I liked my uni. I mean, it I liked it one. fine. I wouldn't feel it's, like, part of my identity that I went there, though. I would like to go back and tell the man who um, did not read the books on which I did my dissertation that I am now... A professional writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kiss my face. I want to find... Because I used to work in a... work as a waitress in a tea shop. And when I... Yeah. I was working. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> but it wasn't as cool as in that song. <laughs> and when I left to go and be a writer, one of the regular customers, who was this very old person, thought it was fucking hilarious. And I do sometimes want to track them down and be like, guess what I do now? Yeah. Dickhead. Here's all my actual books and on... just throw all your books at them. I think they're probably dead now. But you the know. books are the person. The person. They were quite old. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. should make me feel better. No, let's never. Yeah. Anyway. One day we'll be old. So, to piss... Well, we may be old, but we're not going to mock young people's dreams, no, are we? No, we won't. I do that now. <laughs> <laughs> So because uh, Melissa... Are you going to be a YouTuber, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a YouTuber. Um, and they're doing very well for themselves, so yeah, exactly. I won't mock. Making more money than we will ever dream of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so because Laurel and Betsy are annoyed at Melissa for talking to her ex-boyfriend, Seth, Melissa's friends nominate her for Homecoming Queen. So I guess <gasps> how it works is that you nominate some people and then everyone votes for who they want to be queen. Yes, it sounds like a very, very unhealthy way to do things. Yep. So there are five girls in total. Laurel, Betsy, Melissa, Faith Robbins, and Tia Diaz. Mm. She's clearly the most fabulous of them. Like, come on. Although Faith sounds kind of badass too. Faith Robbins. You're just thinking of Faith from Buffy. And also this girl called Faith I used to go out with. Yep, Yep. definitely. Tia Diaz. I like it. It sounds like a a brand of something. It does sound pretty fucking cool. Um, If makeup was like the brand Tia Diaz, I would buy it. Tia Diaz. For you. It would be sparkly. <laughs> Here's how it works. In order to raise money for the school, uh, votes for the homecoming king and queen cost a dollar, and students can buy as many as they like. 
no one probably needs to explaining apart from me and you. <laughs> <laughs> These books did come out in the UK though, so I guess everyone needed it explained to them. True. Although they didn't really explain it enough because we still didn't know what, despite <laughs> having read this book at least once, we still didn't know what Homecoming was. Also, this is literally buying votes and is fundamentally anti-democratic because yeah. everyone should get a vote. I know. It shouldn't be just, that's, is that not just a microcosm of how US and UK systems actually work in practice, which is that you get a vote if you've got the money to pay for it, yeah. which sucks. And I feel like we should be challenging it at a high school level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone should get Instead a vote. Instead of going along with it. Yes, come on. Democracy now. That's me fisting the air. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> what was going on there. You looked like you were <laughs> wanking off a ghost. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, you can see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are you multitasking by fucking your ghost boyfriend right now? Please, yes. <laughs> are you ever not fucking your ghost boyfriend? <laughs> I was just sitting awkwardly on this chair. <laughs> Didn't realise you knew. <laughs> no, you said it. <laughs> oh god. I just have got a restless leg, that's why I'm moving up and down on the chair. Can you tell we've both got a mild fever? <laughs> You're uh, fanning yourself with a book. <laughs> so Faith and Tia are pretty friendly. Uh, but obviously Laurel and Betsy have taken against her. So, interesting. Uh, Melissa kind of doesn't seem into it, but then they're like, oh, but you're so hot and you could win. So she gets into it. So much so that she... There's an actual fucking throne. You yeah. get an actual throne. This is so unhealthy. I'm picturing it like the throne from Game of Thrones. It's made out of swords. Yeah, I was going to say made out of forks then, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> I've never seen the show. It fucking could be anything. <laughs> Why would it be forked? <laughs> it's like the beefy So when Jabba the Hutt says... <laughs> After uh, sacking the land. <laughs> That's great. I'm, maybe Ronald McDonald has got a throne of... <laughs> I was going to say horses. What's wrong What's with happening? that? No. We need to lie down. Oh, anyway, so Melissa sits on the because we're too busy thinking about our ghost boyfriend's cocks. I'm thinking. We're not doing more than thinking. Uh, Melissa sits on the throne just to feel it out, you know, mm. and a sandbag falls on her. Why is there a sandbag? Are they at war? <laughs> maybe there's going to be a flood. Oh yeah, maybe. Okay. So it almost crushes her to death. That's not good. And they all think it's their ghost boyfriend, Brenda, who's <laughs> 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 <It was> annoyed because <laughs> she wants to be queen forever. Uh, what have I made a note of here? Are we going to talk about Izzy or shall I keep her for the fashion section? Oh, yeah, talk, okay, you go. Or shall I keep her for fashion at the end? Or do you uh, want her now? Let's talk about her now because okay. I liked her. Because I think she sounds like a fucking babe. Yeah. So she is the best mate, Izzy. And here's what she's got when we first see her. She's got a buzz cut. She's wearing a black motorcycle jacket. And she always wears vintage clothes as well. So like when we first see her, she's wearing a tiny black mini skirt a hot pink crocheted top and mod boots. Yep. And then a bit later, she's wearing a red satin bowling shirt, black leggings and saddle shoes. If you're trying to tell me she is not a 90s lesbian, you're fucking lying. <laughs> what is a saddle shoe? A saddle shoe is like, like the little flat shoes that they wore in the 50s. Ah, okay, because I think that's kind of my dream outfit. Yeah. Leggings, to show off what we've established on my great legs. Um, <laughs> little flat shoes and a red satin shirt yeah baggy, yeah baggy shirt right yeah but also a bowling shirt which sounds amazing did you say it was a bowling shirt uh yes and then her other one of like the black motorcycle jacket and vintage clothes what i like to wear yeah she's both of us yes so come on 90s queer can for I, sure can i not just dress like that please you can dress any way you like mate thanks <laughs> <clears throat> you can do anything you want in this world 
So from that, we can talk about Zach and Betsy. So Betsy's one of the bitchy ones, remember? So Zach is her boyfriend. What really bothered Melissa about Zach was the way he treated Betsy. Yeah, you can chop your chops at that, Rosie, because it's shit. Rosie's smacking her chops. I'd like to eat Zach. (laughs) He treated Betsy like he owned her. He never let her out of his sight and went ballistic if another guy even looked at her. Melissa knew Betsy thrived on the attention Zach gave her, but in her opinion, their relationship was a little too twisted. She wouldn't want any guy to be obsessed with her the way Zach was obsessed with Betsy. That's that good. Sound good. Well, no, it's good that they're saying that. Mm. It's good that yeah. she thinks that. Um, I very much imagined her as uh, the one whose dad invented post-its in Mean Girls. Is it post-its? No, that's Romy and Michelle that they talk about inventing post-its. So what has her dad invented? In oh, Migos. toaster strudel. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is mm-hmm. that like a pop tart? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Why the fuck do I remember that? I don't know. I just popped into my head right there. What a waste think. of information. I could have something useful in that space. We've used it now. Like maths. Well, all right then. <laughs> I don't think my father, the inventor of the poster strudel. Poster <laughs> strudel. <laughs> Mate, I think you should go and have a nap. The toasted note. <laughs> Delicious breakfast. Goes onto the wall. You should go on Dragon's Den. That would totally sell. <laughs> toast-it note, and it's a post-it, but shaped like a piece of toast. Or it's a piece of toast that you can write a note on, and then it burns it into the bread. Yes. If you want to Either of someone. those. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll eat the... Because they, well, they, wouldn't they might not know initially, because if you put butter on it, they wouldn't see it. And then as the butter melted in, they would reveal the evil message. <laughs> Do you put an inch of butter on your toast Yes. <laughs> Surely jam would be, but then it wouldn't remove. Exactly, that's why it has to be butter. I'm not in with this. It has to be a idea. melty thing. There we go. <laughs> Two ideas. Have them. Go so, on Dragon's Den. <laughs> anyone who wants to do that, feel very free. Have it. Um, so after some sort of preliminary vote, uh, I don't know what's going on. A Melissa, pre-vote. A pre-vote. What's it? What are they called? Midterms. Who in the knows? states. I don't know. Uh, Melissa is first. Here's us grasping American <laughs> things that we don't really understand. Which one is the reality TV star, though, who's become, like, famous? Hmm. Um, so Melissa is first, and then Faith, and then Tia, and then Laurel, and Betsy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, this isn't going to go well. Seth buys 20 votes for Melissa. So, literally buying her love. Cool. Because <sighs> a woman can't achieve if a man isn't behind the scenes pulling all the strings and spending the money, you know? Gross. Hot jock, Seth. Go fuck yourself. Um, this, I'm going to call it, this is a book about how money can buy everything, including political and romantic power. Huh. And I don't like it. I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. I also think it's a book about um, women fighting each other. Women who should be friends with each other fighting each other over fucking stupid things like a basic dude who is not worth it and an utterly meaningless honour. And a fake that crown. That nobody... Outside the US, even fucking knows what it is. If it was a real crown, fair enough. Because that's nice. Because it's. <laughs> and you can sell it. You can murder someone for that. I would say don't murder people for jewels, but it makes more sense to murder them for jewellery than for some plastic idiot shit. man. Um, the one thing I do like is Melissa as a person. So, despite the fact that she's kind of. I like of that you say sh- as a person. As, like, Melissa as a statue made out of fish. <laughs> Like, of course she's a person. I mean, you know, as a character. Oh, okay. I like it. <laughs> as a concept. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> as a name. Melissa, what a concept. Um, she, like, challenges Hot Jock Seth for not liking her. 
um, when she was not, when she was five pounds heavier. Gross. And it's so disgusting. Ugh. So Seth, how come you never used to talk to me? Was it because of the way I used to look? He looked stunned and he was angry. How can you say that? It's true, isn't it? Last semester you didn't even know I was alive. That's not true and I can prove it, Seth said. I actually know a lot about you. Oh, so we've gone from creepy to creepy. Cool. Seth began counting off on his fingers. And here's a whole bunch of fucking 90s stuff. You like reading Stephen King. Literally everyone in these books likes reading Stephen King. Your favourite magazine is Glamour. Your favourite band is Smashing Pumpkins. And your favourite actor is Brad Pitt. You like blueberry yoghurt, chocolate chip cookies and cookie dough ice cream. But you hate bananas, tapioca pudding and Brussels sprouts. That is the blandest... Like, yeah. Everyone. Nobody likes tapioca pudding or Brussels sprouts. No, nobody in the 90s didn't like Brad Pitt. Nobody doesn't like chocolate chip cookies. Mm. It's like saying you breathe air, your body's contained by skin, and you sleep at night. <laughs> you like eating food, and you don't like being ill. Yeah. Cool. You don't enjoy being murdered. Cool. But anyway, I like her. A little bit? Yeah. I like the thought of her sitting in a room with a Brad Pitt poster on the wall, listening to Smashing Pumpkins and reading a Stephen King book. And dipping some... Cookies into yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> but then kicking banana away. <laughs> Please no. Kicking some tapio... Tap... 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 <laughs> kicking some tapias. <laughs> God. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so she starts to date Seth uh, and start to ditch Celeste and Izzy, who don't like it. Oh, God. Why have I put in so many fucking references to things well, I don't think that that's very cool either. No, I you don't. You can't just get a boyfriend and be like, bye, friends. But... I also like... Especially not Izzy, who's a babe. Yeah, and Izzy actually cool. is like you in that she's a sayer. So they're saying that... Oh, she's saying, oh, well, Asaph asked me to go to Rallaby there. <laughs> so I can't turn him down. So I can't. we can't go dress shopping together. And Izzy says... Um, Melissa says, I forgot. Izzy says, you seem to be doing a lot of that lately. Celeste told me the way you blew her off yesterday after, afternoon. Are you becoming a member of the snob squad or, you, or what? And then she says, I'll cancel my date with him. And they say, why don't we go shopping this afternoon instead? So they're being really mm-hmm. nice. So they're saying it. They're like, don't be a bitch. But they're also saying, well, we don't want you to not go out with him. So why don't we just rearrange it? Sorry, mm-hmm. that was me making a big noise on the floor there. I don't think you were making a big noise, were oh. you? Well, now I've drawn attention to it. Uh, you can rewind <laughs> and see <laughs> if it was. <laughs> so I like that they're being supportive, but also not taking any shit. Uh, also, Melissa is hearing threatening messages and seeing a ghost. <laughs> Incidentally. Side side point. Side point. Mm-hmm. Fucking a ghost boyfriend. Um, so the queen competition. I don't know why I've Queen like competition? The queen competition. <laughs> what are you winning? I'm winning the queen competition. <laughs> Thank you. Now, do you win the queen? Yes. Do you get to have her? <laughs> Just have the queen in your house. In a glass box. But Wouldn't... she's alive. Oh, I don't know if I want that. I don't want it. Feed her. You don't want it. I wouldn't mind her clothes, if you win, though. you have to have it. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't have to feed it's it. a poisoned chalice. <laughs> I don't know why I entered this competition in the first place. It was just some vouchers what in the back I of a magazine. What did I think would happen? <laughs> I've not thought this through at all. <laughs> so the courier brings in the glass queen. Oh no. <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> oh no, I've got the queen. Won her in a queen competition. Wow. Uh, so it goes on. <laughs> this is fucking can you resist the fish all over again? <laughs> I like it when you're a bit ill. Because <laughs> it goes weird. 
<laughs> is this how you write your novels? Yes. Wait until you're vaguely sick and then just write down what comes to you. I was I did a talk the other night to some writers, some aspiring writers, and um, I was trying to explain how, you know, it's who knows where stories come from. Writers are funny sometimes about explaining it because they don't really understand. And I was like, you know, today on the train I wrote a story and what had happened is I was thinking that I like sort of ugly men and then also I was thinking about this podcast that I listened to about the cannibal cop and then also I was listening to this pop music in French and then I decided to write a story about a woman with a cannibal fetish who wants to fuck the ugly butcher and just looking around at their faces I was like that sounded all right in my head but now that I've said it out loud I realize I should not have said it out loud that's like when I was put the wonderful Moniac Moore on a short story writing course as part of a prize at one. And I was the youngest person there by maybe 10 years. So most people were kind of in retirement age. Um, and we all well, had to... more than 10 years. No, but the closest okay. one to me was maybe 40. Okay. Um, and she... <laughs> we all had to read a bit out of one of our favourite books, like on one night. And I read the bit from Geek Love where the Uh-oh. albino hunchback dwarf Olympia? character... Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that the correct... That's how she's referred to in the in book. In the book it is. I'm not sure you would use that now, but that's but yeah. what they say in the book. Um, so she gets up on a like in a strip club and strips so that her daughter doesn't strip and reveal her sort of physical... Um, what would you say? She's got a tail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but she it's this beautiful sort of expression of this you know stereotypically monstrous body and Mm -hmm. taking up that space and taking this joy and like having everyone look at her and then i looked up having read this like really it's really thick dense really like body yeah Mm -hmm. and i looked up all these like retirees just being like what the fuck is wrong with you and i was like oh it's really good though sorry i've done that before gone to readings and taken something that's like quite gross or quite sexy and then I look around at who's there and I think oh I've made a terrible mistake (laughs) it's a terrible error should have never come here should have never ordered the queen (laughs) should have resisted the fish (laughs) anyway let's talk about this book oh yeah okay Uh, I need some paracetamol (laughs) you've just had some fuck you're not allowed anymore we'll get the codeine in the next episode oh yes (laughs) oh I can't wait for codeine yes my treat. Drugs are bad. Uh, so, Queen... Yes, don't take Cody when you don't need it. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> Queen competition uh, goes on. Laurel and Betsy become more threatening. Melissa mentions that she wants to be with Faith and Tia, the kind of cool girls who are in yeah, it. Yeah, me but too. Izzy... <laughs> Izzy gets a bit bitchy. Says that Faith is just an airhead who gossips. Um, and then I, I think this might be exactly the same thing I just wrote out, but I'm just checking. Uh, they call her out again. Uh, next Friday Izzy says when she's trying to cancel plans Melissa don't you remember we were going to have a John Hughes video marathon at my house 90s 16 Candles the breakfast club pretty in pink and some kind of wonderful and we were going to pop popcorn I'm going to call that out because in 1996 that's not what they would have been watching they would have been watching like The Craft and Empire Records and stuff that was actually out in the 90s not stuff that was out in the 80s I don't know Mm. Anyway, I like that Izzy says this. There used to be a time when your friends came first, but I guess that's changed. Suddenly, boys and parties are more important to you. You're not the same Melissa I became friends with last semester. You're someone else, someone different who I'm starting to dislike. I'll see you around. She is uh, Lindsay Lohan's mate, hot mate, in Mean Girls. 
Oh yeah. What's Janice? Janice, Janice Ian. Ian. What's her name in real life? Can't remember. She's also a master of sex and she's very hot. She's called Lizzie something. Kaplan? She is. Kaplan. Yeah, that's she's, it. She's oh gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's like lesbian catnip. Like, yep. come on. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Catnip. I thought you were <laughs> going to say lesbian Keanu and I was like, that is exactly oh, yeah. right. That is good. Yeah. So, all the queens, including Glassbox Queen, end up at the same gym, <laughs> totally randomly, because there's only one gym. Now I'm imagining her like a mime. <laughs> the Glassbox. Get me out of here. <laughs> Get one out. Get one out. Philip! <laughs> Just yapping like a little dog in there. Are the corgis in there as well? Charles! <laughs> no, you couldn't do that to a dog. No. Oh, you could do it to the queen, though. <laughs> you know, how I said what I said. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Faith goes tanning, which Melissa rightly warns her against. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Canada, everyone was on tanning beds. What? And that was 2008. And they, they have this excuse. Ask your brother if he sees this. They go, yeah, but we just don't get any vitamin D in the winter. And I'm like, no, point number one, it's sunnier in the winter in Toronto than it is in the summer here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> point number two, it will give you cancer. Yeah. You can take vitamin D. Right? Yeah. Don't go on them. So anyway, she goes on them. Melissa warns her against it. And then a horrible accident occurs. <gasps> and her faith is trapped in the sunbed and is horribly burned. Which is a thing from a Final Destination film. Yeah. That would have come out after that. Yeah, because it was one of the later ones. Hollywood. That is a horrible scene, though. They're mining these. I agree. They have. How long would you have to be in there to get horribly burned, though? I feel like it'd take a while. I think so. Well, mm. I don't know how long you have to go in there to get a tan. Is it the same as sunshine or different? You would you would get appointments of like 10 minutes. I mean, I wear Factor 50 from about April to September, so I wouldn't know. Kirsty, that's not the point of a sunbed you go in fully clothed. <laughs> I'm just getting it on my face. Yeah, no, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Don't want any sun. Go away. Anyway, she's, she's burned to a, an extreme degree. Extreme rosy. Oh, you're very oh, sweet. Oh, I like that you're saying that right at Rosie's face as she does a downward dog at you. <laughs> Uh, so Melissa goes for a roller skating death. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was unexpected. <laughs> what were you doing tonight? Roller skating death. <laughs> I don't know why I agreed to this at all. <laughs> this, this is, is like a bad time I had the queen in a glass case in my front room. <laughs> oh god. Roller oh, skating death. I think Rosie should take over from you. Rosie, you read Heather's notes. <laughs> Well, let's see if she can do it. No, she oh, can't, can't read because she's a dog. <laughs> That's my one-up I've got on you. I'm not a dog. <laughs> you might be a dog, but I can read. <laughs> <laughs> well, just about. She goes on a roller skating date with Hot Jock Seth. Uh, but they run into Betsy and Laurel, and Laurel pulls a real fucking scheme and pretends to twist her, twist her ankle, and Hot Jock Seth totally falls for it and takes her home that's pretty sneaky yeah. it is very sneaky but also come on hot drug Seth I think he wanted to mm-hmm. yeah okay so Melissa keeps having these nightmares and being threatened uh, and then one day after class she tells Tia Tia Diaz to get something out of her locker and Tia Diaz is attacked by a massive swarm of bees that was, that was a plot twist that were in her locker the bees not the bees the bees <laughs> the bees no <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the weirdest thing we've had in a point horror. Yeah, that's really like weird. How did they get them in there How in the first place? Where did you get the bees from? Do you, do you take like a carrier bag of bees and then just decant them into? Don't lockers have vents? When they, how big are these bees? 
Yeah, wouldn't they fit out of the? But how would you get them in in the first place? You'd have to without them all getting out. Surely. I mean, I guess, but wouldn't they just all go out willy nilly? Wouldn't someone have said there's a lot of buzzing going on in that person's locker? Well, like when you were bringing them into the school, wouldn't someone be like, "Why is that Tesco bag buzzing?" Yeah, Tesco bag of <laughs> There's no way they'll get through. <laughs> well, fine. A Marks and Spencer's bag then. <laughs> Posho. A tote of bees, if yes. you will. What's the collective Why is noun your for a bee? Edinburgh Book Festival tote bag from 2016 buzzing. <laughs> Why is it flying along the air next to you? Weird. Uh, so they attack Tia Diaz's face. Wow. So yeah, what? That's just Rough. we could mine that. That's ages. straight from my girl, isn't it? Yes. So guess who's out? Tia's out and Faith's out. <gasps> and then Betsy and Laurel, those bitches, spread the rumor that Melissa did it on purpose. This is some sexist bullshit in this book. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, so they go to a haunted house and a phantom tries to kill her, uh, which I think was a bad idea to go in the circumstances. I thought you were going to anyway. say it's a bad idea to try, try and kill her. And I was like, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, don't, don't, don't try don't and kill do her. Um, anyway, Betsy wins the competition, which is weird because it's not at the end of the book. Yeah. It's like two it's thirds like in. That's not the point. Mm. Mm. So Betsy is going to be queen and Izzy, hot Izzy, is hella mad and says she won't let it happen. Um, Celeste says she thinks Izzy, who's it's Izzy who's been doing all the accidents because she has old beef with people. Old bees. <laughs> old beef. <laughs> she has some old bees. Old beefy bees. <laughs> She's put them in the locker. If they're so beefy, that explains why they couldn't have got out of the vents. That's they're just true. so beefy. Oh, Beefy bees. <laughs> Those bees have been lifting. Beefy bees is a really good name for like a kid's bodybuilding gym. <laughs> just all these jacked toddlers coming out. <laughs> is that out. a good idea? No, I'm not saying do it. I'm oh, saying okay, if you're I going see. to. If, if it existed, here's a name. Beefy Bees is a great... I don't advise that you do it, but if you're going to do it anyway, <laughs> be so at least weird. have a good name. I uh, was really thrown for a loop the other day because my brother is on holiday with his kids and he put a picture of them up and one of them, the 10-year-old, has a six-pack and it's horrible to see it's why has like, he got that is he just really he's just thick? really outdoorsy yeah i mean he's quite thin isn't he he's, he's in that growth spurt mm. where all their sort of baby fat gets pulled by mm-hmm. their new height so he's kind of like i don't know wiry like a greyhound but it was just i was like oh god i feel sick like horrible. a greyhound but a boy where's his squidgy fat six gone pack. like okay mm. um where am i Old beef. So <laughs> old bees. So it's over now, right? Competition's over. But no. Melissa goes to the laundromat after school. Fine. And here's Betsy breaking up with Zach. Remember Creepy Zach? Mm-hmm. On the way. She was just using him to do her bidding. Well, and then, that's as much as he deserves, to be honest. Yeah, true. I'm not feeling bad for him. Um, and then at the laundromat, Betsy and Laurel play a joke on Melissa by putting a mannequin's severed head in her dryer. Cool. Uh, and then she throws detergent all over Betsy. Nice. I like mm. that. I like people just snapping and just fucking people over for mm-hmm. a bit. Just like, well, fine, you're covered in fucking detergent now. Cool. And then when Melissa comes back to get her washing, she finds a dead Betsy half hanging out of the machine. That's, that's quite a creepy. real escalation. I also feel like, are we supposed to think that she's, because she's had quite a lot of menace at her at this point. She's obviously not that afraid, though, because she goes and does laundry by herself <laughs> just before closing. Yeah, she's kind of badass. And even though <clears throat> she's been threatened by these other girls, she still returns to get the clothes after. I do feel like, why are they doing 
why are they doing washing all of a sudden? Don't they live at home with their parents? Yeah, that's weird. Maybe not everyone has a laundry machine, (laughs) but I feel like it's weird that none of them do. Yeah. And it wasn't previously mentioned. That is weird. Hmm. Oh, sorry, I've got hiccups now. Um, so yeah, dead, that's a real dead Betsy. Mm-hmm. Like a real dead Betsy. Yeah. She's really dead. And on really her shirt- Really actually dead. Well, I just feel like that's such a massive escalation. It is, yeah. And on her shirt is a sign that reads that only good queen is a dead queen. You can put that on your glass. <laughs> if you want to torment Facing in the woods to threaten her. <laughs> yeah, you just press your face up against it. Rosie on the other side and then- Okay, I feel like I'm gonna get arrested yeah, for saying all of be this. careful. This is probably treason. It's I'm reading it out of a book. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> We're merely quoting someone else. <clears throat> That's acceptable. Merely asking. Uh, so who becomes queen then? The bees. <laughs> the bee queen. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> Imagine trying to put a crown on a swarm. Well, it could. We have to put them in form formation. Any shape. <laughs> it chose. So Melissa becomes queen, <clears throat> but she had not wanted to be the center of attention this way. When she decided to run for homecoming queen, she thought she'd get the chance to see what it was like to be popular, to have everyone want to be her friend. But in the weeks since she'd been running for homecoming queen, she'd learned a valuable lesson. Here's the valuable lesson. It doesn't matter how many parties you're invited to, or how many clubs you belong to, or how many boyfriends you have. What matters most is having friends who liked you for who you are. Oh, it's quite mm. a nice message, actually. Isn't it? You made a bit of a sicky face there. I did. <laughs> So I don't like you, by the way. I'm only friends with you because I want to be the homecoming queen. Oh, that's cool. That's Just fine. so you know that. Yeah. Well, here's what's going to happen to you if you do become homecoming queen, because it's still not over. Okay. Someone slashes her dress. Slash, slash. I don't know what I'm doing that. Oh, nice. Slash. Now you're stroking the chest <laughs> of your ghost boyfriend. Oh, hello. I was going to call him Johnny. Why you're being very I heteronormative. Why, he's... Well, you were wanking him off. Well, we'll leave that there. All right, then. And then, so Celeste... Uh, lends her a white lace dress that she has for a wedding. I was like, what, for your wedding? Because that's the only way you could get away with having a fucking white lace dress for a wedding. Hmm. Um, But when Melissa tries it on, Celeste snaps and tells her to be careful because it was her aunt's. (gasps) Oh my God. Celeste's aunt was Brenda Shelton. It was her all all along. All along. And then we get a proper Guy Joe Jr. bit. I could have sworn you said you bought this dress. I didn't, Celeste said. My mistake, Melissa said, turning back to the mirror. Although she was sure she was right. But why would Celeste lie? Which aunt did it belong to? You've never met her. What do you mean? She's dead. Dead? (laughs) She died very young, Celeste said. Very tragically. She was only 17. By which point you'd have got it, right? How awful, Melissa said. That dress, Celeste said, was her graduation dress. She was supposed to have been valedictorian of her class. She had a full scholarship. She was the smartest and prettiest girl at Westdale High. You'd have got it. Melissa says, she went to Westdale High. Oh, what was her name? fuck off. Brenda. Hi, Georgina. Celeste said. Hearing the name of Celeste Ant, Melissa's heart nearly stopped. Warning bells went off in her head, but she ignored them. So she hasn't even got it. It, it must have been a coincidence. Brenda Shelton couldn't be Celeste Ant. How did she die? It was a car accident. Your aunt was Brenda Shelton. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Two pages later, Melissa. Come on. Gadjo Jr. Well, do you know who's You're... not going to be valedictorian? <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> she doesn't need to be now because she's hot. <laughs> but yeah, wild, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, she doesn't think they should have another... <laughs> that wasn't the end. Oh, wait. What next? <laughs> Still not the fucking end. Um, she doesn't think they should ever have another homecoming queen. So she goes to stab Melissa, who literally does the behind you trick. 
And then Celeste gets caught in some fairy lights and falls into a pond and gets electrocuted and dies. That is an excellent horror movie death, <laughs> to be fair. That's very much the, um, the bum knife of this book, isn't it? The bum knife drowning, bleeding to death. All three deaths at once. Yeah. Although oh, you've been, you're drowning, uh, you've got electrocuted. Although <laughs> and... you really should have a thing of the plug on your fairy lights that will cut it off if... Yeah. You shouldn't be able to electrocute yourself with fairy lights. I don't think you can. Okay. Mm. Also, isn't mains electricity too low to kill yourself with in America? No, that can't be true because people do, don't they? Or do they? I don't know. Okay. All mm-hmm. I know is when you take your hairdryer from here over to America and plug it in, it just goes... <laughs> like and just laughs breathing. at you <laughs> someone creepily breathing at your hair and you're like oh cool. that's like some blow dryers in loos that they just gently sigh on you yeah and you think this is my cool. life now I'm just standing just here with wet hands legs yeah <laughs> um, so yeah so that was that yep um, I need to talk about a bit that I really like which Go is on. that she starts getting phone calls Melissa gets phone calls and this is what the phone call says you're being bad Melissa very bad and bad girls have to be punished. Oh. Which I'm like, that's a dirty phone call. You got a dirty phone call. From Celeste. Well, exactly. Maybe is he Celeste, not a lesbian. Is this queer subtext? Maybe it is. But Celeste is like, bad girls have to be punished. She's just there, like, horrendously, like, masturbating. I'm like, oh, Rubbing her thighs like, I'm going to punish you, Melissa. You'd be bad. I'm going to slash your dress. Okay, that's a bit much. Oh, yeah. That wasn't horrible. Sexy. Don't do that. Can I do Parry's favourite lines? Yes. I've got quite a few. I wonder if it's the same because I've got Logan's favourite line. <laughs> You're only allowed one. You can't have multiple favourite lines. Uh, who makes the fucking rules? Okay. I'm going to do like... Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to move that one down to queer subtext. Okay. In fact, this could all be queer subtext, to be honest. I think this is a euphemism. I think it's a series of euphemisms. They spent the rest of the night going from ride to ride. First the tilt-a-whirl, then the roller coaster and merry-go-round. After that, they went on the Ferris wheel and rode the bumper cars. That is only dirty because you're making a dirty face. <laughs> How about this then? She ran her fingers over her lips, remembering the way his <laughs> kiss had felt. She shivered with pleasure. Oh. Which lips? Oh, gross. But yeah, never okay. mind. Do you have yeah. Logan's favourite lines? Yes. But I don't I'm... like that you've gagged in on my bit. Well, apparently you're trying to one-up it by having two each time now. I'm it's just, okay I to have things be equal. You don't always have to have more. You don't always have to have your own cake. Others can also have cake. Let me have my personal cake. Now go on, we'll share. The snake can have a cake too. Fine. So this is my favourite. They're doing gym class. Why doesn't Mrs. Doinan get with it? The other gym teachers do step aerobics and jazzercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Doinan, get with it. Yeah, come on. Mrs. Everybody does jazzercise now. <laughs> <laughs> also, at the end, oh, are you doing the epilogue? Oh. Or it's like the last chapter? No, you do it. I mean, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But there's an epilogue where it's Halloween and um, <laughs> Izzy says, are you all right, Melissa? And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm just still thinking about Celeste. And Izzy's like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's over. So I'm like, so it's Halloween. So homecoming is at the end of September or start of October. And Halloween <laughs> is at the end of October. So it's a month later. And she's like, oh, why are you still thinking about that? But Get over it. A girl at your she's school been... died. A girl at your school was murdered. Get over it. It's Get been over it. three weeks. It's done. So done. wait, they have this at the start of term almost. Yeah. When no one knows each other. Yeah, that's weird. Judge each other well, on looks immediately. previous years. 
won't they? Mm, I guess so. Fine. Fine. Okay. So we've already talked about fashion. She also, <laughs> Laurel works out in red spandex shorts and a white t-shirt that bears her midriff. Oof. Faith works out in a hot pink bodysuit with a matching headband. Um, and Laurel and Betsy go rollerblading in cut off denim shorts with brightly colored halter tops. This is so 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And also it grosses me out knowing that a middle-aged man wrote this. Well, I assume he's middle-aged. Maybe he's, is, it, is any age good? Yeah, even if it's a young man, it's still not really okay. For 90s things, we've got that whole bit about what she likes. <laughs> yeah, And right. also they listened to Janet Jackson's latest hit song, oh, The Gym. Nice. <laughs> Which would have been, who knows. That's timeless, isn't it? And they, she also gets Sassy magazine. Yeah, and Glamour. Yeah, although Glamour's still going. Oh yeah. Sassy's very much like of the 90s. Sassy. <laughs> Sassy magazine. Mm-hmm. Do we have a Too Stupid to Live heroine? I don't think she's stupid. I think she's very basic. Mm. For example, we have this. <laughs> uh, Seth, hot jock, gives her a stuffed bear as a gift. And she says, I'm going to name him Ted for Teddy Bear. And you're like, yeah, thanks for clarifying. Because otherwise... I thought you meant Edward like, Bear. <laughs> Ted? You mean like Edward Norton? <laughs> I mean like Ted Glenn? Like Ed Cezanne's? <laughs> like... Edward Gorey. Mom. Like Edmund Blackadder. <laughs> How many fucking Edmunds do you know? Uh, Ned from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I could go on all night. Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, obviously for Teddy Bear, fuck's sake. Also, the Guy Joe Jr. bit at the end is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's a full Guy Joe Jr. It's I love that that has just become the name of that. <laughs> yeah, next time, I was going to say, next time I'm being murdered, if I don't get it right away, I'll be like, oh, I'm such a Guy, Guy Joe, Joe Jr. <laughs> I deserve whatever's coming to me, oh my god. <laughs> Um, so no, she's, I like, I don't know, she's a bit basic because she just wants to be like the hot one. Well, she is the hot one now, I suppose. Oh, it's just so tedious. And she what is, is she fighting over? She is tra- trying to ditch her best friends for a boy, which is not cool. I mean, Izzy's the hot one here. We all know this. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And Celeste Izzy's is the, the one that like, looking back, everyone will be like, I always secretly fancied her. Yeah. Oh, Janice Ian, she was hot, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Um, the sexy boy, blah, sexy bad boy sociopath is Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, and is she sexy? I don't know. No, see, basic. again, that's that trope of, like, do they have a, I love him, but I think he's trying to kill me. Oh, yeah. They don't really have that. We've taken it in two different directions. Yeah. Love me, but kill me. Seth is, mm, what is he? Nothing. Bland. Maybe they should be together. They're both basic. Because yeah. I wonder if when she said that about the teddy bear, he was like, oh, Ted like teddy bear. Oh, my God, yeah. You're so clever. <laughs> Or maybe, as we will discuss in one of our Christopher Pikes, um, coming up on some of our bonus episodes. Um, you forgot what month. <laughs> I, one of the characters says, stupid, that's how I like them. Eww. Yeah. The, the Christopher Pikes we've got coming up, I have issues with. Issues all in capitals. So many issues. <sighs> anyway, Patreon pals, you'll be enjoying, in inverted commas, those episodes. <laughs> Do we have a death toll? Uh, yes. Uh, Celeste. Celeste. Does she die? Yeah. And also the one in the dryer. Oh, Betsy, yeah, yeah. she dies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's kind of awful. Yeah. Um, so two. Quiz of text we've discussed. <laughs> Is it good? No. I quite I enjoyed like it. it. I thought it was some sexist bullshit. I wasn't into it. I mean, it is sexist, but it's quite... I like two of the characters. I guess I, to be fair, I didn't guess the killer because she's sort of so not even really in yeah. the story that you couldn't have guessed it really. And it's very pointy. 
Yeah. This is like your classic, ooh, American things we don't that know we don't about. don't really know what they are. That must be glamorous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it... Three, I'm going to give it. Yeah, okay. We can't just give everything three all the time. Oh, okay, two. I'm going to give it two. Well, I'm going to give it four, good. then we'll meet at three. <laughs> is it good, bad? No, not really. I don't think, I don't think it's I'm going to give it a one for good, bad. I'm going to give it a two. All right, then. One point five. One and a half. If anyone actually puts all these in order of what we've given them, throughout all the series yeah i'm gonna be so impressed you don't win anything but i'm just gonna you win the queen in a box (laughs) we will not be able to provide the queen in a box we will not the small prince says we do not own the queen cannot cannot provide any head of state in any sort of container (laughs) um so what are we doing next time i've forgotten we're doing (laughs) i do Cool. <laughs> We're doing the Stalker. Oh yes. By Carol Ellis. I'm excited because I remember this one. Mm, I and I'm don't... excited for this one. Um, yeah, I'm excited because Carol, she always gets the wrong things wrong, doesn't she? Carol, <laughs> she oh, what are you really doing? Hit and miss. <laughs> what have you done, Carol? I can't wait. Never um, know what you're going to get with Carol, do you? <laughs> could be brilliant. Could be a power shot. Mm. Uh, what? How? What can people what get to us? What am I saying? <laughs> Find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Yes, and if you want to become a patron, and why wouldn't you? Because we're going to bag off Christopher Pike very much in the next few months. You can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast and give us $5 a month. Well, you can give us however much you want, but... However much you've got. If you want anything there. back mm-hmm. from us, you got to give us $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get all of our previous... Mm-hmm. bonus episodes there's loads now there's fucking there's too Over many years worth there's mm-hmm. too many we should stop <laughs> <laughs> please 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 stop and we're also going to be doing um some lj smith oh yeah books, which are surprisingly good. good actually good i don't know if i you... enjoyed them was it just dark visions yeah the series they did mm-hmm. is it a woman um, I think it's a woman. I think she has other series, but this is the only one we've done, but we shall be doing others. Anyway, uh, you can get loads of bonus content that mm-hmm. will keep you going. And if all that you can give us is your time and attention, then we very much appreciate it. We that. don't deserve that, to be honest with you, so. It's just two idiots waffling shite, to be honest. And on that note, <laughs> see you next time! <laughs> Bye! Bye.